it was a really exciting prospect. Um, I've embraced uh, being the vet on a few teams now, and that's something I'm really looking forward to here. Um, and of course, I, I've got to mention um, my guy Stuff. You know, we've had our battles in the past, but we've put that behind us, and uh, we've got a really exciting game plan going forward. You are locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 9th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll hear from that man you heard at the top, Robin Lopez, officially introduced to the media, or not introduced, but met with the media today. Uh, as an unofficial introduction, so I guess it was introduced to the media. Um, we talked to Robin Lopez. We'll talk about what he sees in this Orlando Magic team and why he wants the challenge of being their relief pitcher. I'll explain that and how he views his role coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we had a few other roster moves that took place on Wednesday, so we'll go over them as well. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching me every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, let's go to the NFL, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before their season opening game tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. Check out Locked On Bucks or Locked On Buccaneers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Thursdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore are telling you whose NBA stock is up and whose stock is down. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Obviously, the Orlando Magic weren't the most active team in free agency this offseason. We didn't expect them to be. They didn't have a ton of money to spend. Um, their roster is already pretty full with young guys. They really just needed to kind of fill in some holes on the roster and hopefully bring in some veterans to kind of guide the ship in the right direction, or keep the ship moving in the right direction, even if they're just kind of short-term stays and yeah, actually, you know, one of the big things actually with veterans is you need people to come into the program and start spreading the gospel a little bit, both internally and then as they leave, externally saying, hey, you know, yes, the Magic are a young, young team. They're still growing. They got things going in the right direction. Um, that that stuff actually matters, and, and sure, it helps with your relationship with agents, too, if you have, if you're willing to overpay for some veterans to stay in your program and and, and take care of the young ones for a little bit. So for me, then, the signing of Robin Lopez on a one-year $5 million contract was a really good sign. The Magic got good value for a guy who averaged 19 minutes per game last night and averaged 8-9 points per game um, for, for a player who is extremely limited offensively and has not been known as an offensive player throughout his career. Getting someone on that kind of value, uh, to me, was a no-brainer. The Magic needed a veteran somewhere on the roster. Their veterans right now are Michael Carter-Williams, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, um, they didn't have a veteran big, and I thought adding a veteran big was a must-have this offseason. So adding Robin Lopez to me was a really good really good addition, a really good signing. It became clear that this signing was even better 
when Lopez talked to the media today. Now, he's not going to lie to lied. He didn't lie to any of us. He said that he wants to play. And, and when he's not playing, he's working hard to earn minutes and to get time on the court. But he also understands what his role is on this team. And to me, this is the most important thing from everyone on the franchise. You, you can't have what the Magic had during the Rob Hennigan rebuild where you had a bunch of guys kind of fighting for the alpha role and wanting to be the star. Even at this stage, even with how the Magic are expected to struggle this year, and, and Lopez, of course, is optimistic about this team as much as I am, which I just shared yesterday. Um, even at this stage, you need to clearly define roles and what you're expecting from each player to help not only the individual get better, but the entire team get better. And Robin... You know, again, for someone who does want to play, he said he wants to play and is certainly a capable NBA player at this point. Robin Lopez really defined what the coaches told him his role is and the role that he actually kind of wants. Yeah, I like to think of, I've always liked to think of myself as a utility guy. Whatever the team needs that night, um, I, I attempt to fill that role. Uh, for, as for my role with the Magic, I'm going to help out, help out a lot of guys, be a, be a veteran. Um, especially the bigs, but but also wings, guards. And I, I kind of like to think of my role right now as as the relief pitcher uh, in, in baseball. You know, the relief pitcher, they're always a little rotund. They're playing, you know, they don't all, they don't they're not playing every night necessarily, but they're going in there making an impact when the team need, when the team needs them. This is a, a really great description of what Robin Lopez's role is. Because there's obviously all those questions when the Magic made this huge investment in a veteran center. They have Wendell Carter, who they like, and is again, entering restricted free agency, a young player that needs to play. They have Mo Bamba, who really does have a clean slate here. Um, they have guys that they're going to rely on, that they need to play and play well uh, and develop here over the course of the next season. But again, as always, the, 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 the there are always little questions here and there too and, and again Lopez is certainly worthy of playing but Lopez is clearly coming into Orlando knowing exactly what his role is and exactly what the team is wanting him to do he's embracing this idea of being a veteran of being a guy who can teach and lead by example he says he's more of a leader by example but he will speak up with when it, it calls for it when, it when he has to um, but he is he's here to help these guys get better to push them in practice uh, and for him, the practices are very much like the games. Although, he, again, said he wants to play in games and he's a competitor in that way. And so, yes, there will be times where Lopez plays. And I think Lopez will start if Carter can't. Or, you know, we'll, again, we'll see how the starting lineup shakes, shakes out. I mean, there's so so much that's up in the air. Um, but but there's still all these humongous questions about about everything, about, about how he fits into this scheme or how he fits into the bigger picture. But at the end of the day, it's all about that. It's all about this understanding of his role. Um, I asked Lopez specifically, uh, you know, what the message has been from the coaching staff, what his impression of the coaching staff has been. And, and he said the one thing that he's really liked about Jamal Mosley and his coaching staff so far is they've been very clear and upfront with him, at least, about what his role is and about what player roles are going to be. And, and they'll get more defined as we get through camp and as we get into the season. But there's very clearly, at, at least it seems like, there's very clearly this idea of what everyone's going to do and what everyone is going to be expected to do when they're on the floor and how they can get playing time and how they can get onto the court. Look, Lopez might be the third center on this team, but 
It's not like he's not a guy who can play. If the Magic need him to play, he can play. Last year with the Washington Wizards, he averaged 9 points per game and 3.8 rebounds per game in 19.1 minutes per game. He appeared in 71 games starting 9, so he's very capable of getting through an entire season. He's established a 12-year NBA career at this point um, as kind of a grinder, as a guy who does things that don't show up in the stat sheets. And so it's really important to note some of the things that he does that don't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. According to Basketball Index, Lopez averaged 5.5 screen assists per 75 possessions, making him putting him in the 94th percentile in that mark. He's essentially a really good screener, and even though he does not have much roll gravity, no one is going with him to the basket, he's going to spring people free. On top of that, he's also one of the best offensive rebounders in the entire league, um, and as was noted in an article in The Athletic, he's now got a very, very strong hook shot that is nearly impossible to defend um, and seems to stymie and flummox defenses uh, when he is able to get it. So Lopez is certainly capable of contributing if and when the Magic need need him. And that's really what it's about. Doing what this team needs him to do. Doing whatever it is. And being ready to do whatever it is. Again, the fact that Lopez has embraced this role throughout his career with several teams. Teams that won, like the 2020 Milwaukee Bucks. Teams that struggled, like some of the Phoenix Suns teams he was on. He has been a veteran that plays consistently for him, but is willing to do whatever the team needs him to do. I'm going to do what I can. It's, I think once the ball's tipped off and we see everybody in action, um, that's going to help everybody out a lot more. Um, it's going to help me have an idea of what people's strengths are. And um, I'm... I like to lead by example. I'll be verbal when I have to, um, but whatever the situation calls for. Often, that situation will call for Lopez's experience as much as anything else, whether it is giving a tip to Bamba or Carter on how to handle a situation or how to look at a situation, whether it's just generally looking at the team as a whole, getting through this entire season and keeping their heads up. He told a really interesting story and a really interesting experience that he had where you know, one thing that he said he learned very early in the NBA is to realize you're going to get scored on. You can't put your head down when you give up a basket, when you when you have a mistake. You have to keep pushing. You have to uh, take the ball out of the basket and go right back at him. You can't, you know, you got to let plays wash off of you. And I know that's a point I made uh, last week uh, talking about Mo Bamba and the, and the quote-unquote motor problem where, yeah, I mean, I think one of the issues that Bamba had was he let mistakes pile up. He over he was overthinking on the court instead of letting things wash away. And part of that is also the coaching staff held mistakes against him perhaps a little bit longer than they should have, so he couldn't just go out there and play free. He was playing to avoid mistakes. That's not, I mean, again, like I mentioned in that podcast, you can go back and listen to it from last week. Um, you have to you have to be willing to make mistakes. The, the trick is you can't repeat those mistakes. You have to learn from those mistakes. You have to improve and get better uh, and make plays off of the things that you learn. And again, this is something where Lopez's experience will help the big men, just like Harrison Ross and Carter Williams and and everyone else is going to be able to help each other in that way. The fact that Lopez has this this mindset um, and this experience is what makes him so valuable to the team and such an important part of this team. I know I mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago when it was announced that Michael Carter Williams would miss training camp. This kind of buy-in from veterans is going to be key. Uh, I, I will continue. I will make this argument again when we get to training camp. How the veterans buy into what Jamal Mosley is selling, 
how they commit to executing what he's trying to do and how they stick with it even in bad times will be absolutely key to this rebuild. The the young guys, the Jalen Suggs, the Cole Anthony's, the Wendell Carters, the Mo Bambas, Jonathan Isaacs, the Markel Fultz's, I'm, you know, the rest of the team's young. These guys are going to follow the veterans. If the veterans check out, if the veterans aren't invested, they're going to check out. They're not going to be invested and this whole thing's going to collapse. They need someone like Robin Lopez who sees the forest for the trees, who says, you know, yes, we're struggling to win right now, but this thing that we're doing, this this way that we're playing can be successful. And if you just stick with it, if you buy into it, you'll grow, you'll get better to the point where you won't be losing so much anymore. And especially early in the season where everyone has their attention, where there's still so much optimism and hope and something to play for, it's really important that everyone buys in and sees that this can work. Look, I, I mean, I know the start of the schedule is really tough. And that's gonna, and the fact that the start of this schedule is really tough uh, is going to force everyone to have to buy in a little bit more. But one of Lopez's big responsibilities is to buy in early, to believe in what the Magic are trying to do early, and to let that spread to the rest of the team, show the rest of the team how it's done. And that's what a veteran's there to do. That's what a veteran's there to do, to help young players work through some of the challenges that they will see during the regular season, during games. Uh, you know, give them experience on give them experience and advice on how to handle situations, how to handle the adversity, as Lopez pointed, as Lopez pointed out. Lopez, you know, has not been in Orlando very long. Um, you know, he said he came in a couple days, days ago to start working with the players. Obviously, Labor Day is again the time where people start to return to their home markets. And Lopez said he is impressed with the group that that they have. They all seem like they're putting in the work that's necessary. Um, they're all going to hold each other accountable um, and have each other's backs. And, and honestly, that, like Lopez said this, that's vital to this team's success, that everyone holds each other accountable, that they believe they can do a whole lot more. And Lopez certainly believes they can surprise a lot of people. Lopez isn't going to play every night. He's going to play some nights because veterans deserve minutes, you know, whether you like it or not. He's going to play some nights. He's going to look good some nights. He's going to look pretty pedestrian on other nights. But his role is to be there with, with whatever the Magic need. If they need him to play 12 minutes, play some defense, set a screen, he'll do it. If they need him to be on the bench cheering his teammates on, uh, helping them in practice, staying in the air in the locker room, he'll do it. And that's exactly what you want in a veteran joining a team like the Orlando Magic. We'll talk about some other signings the Orlando Magic made on Wednesday coming up here in just a well, at least one reported signing, three actual signings. We'll talk about some roster moves the Orlando Magic made this week coming up here in just a moment. But first, today's podcast brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And yeah, you, you got your neighbor's login to make sure you get those, those movie channels that, that, that you, you have to otherwise pay for. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion 
and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. A compatible device required. Content varies by package. So Wednesday was a sort of transaction day for the Orlando Magic. They had three signings uh, to the back end of the roster. We'll get to those at the back end of the show. Um, but the big news came down late Wednesday. Agent Mojarowski of ESPN reports the Orlando Magic plan to sign Etwan Moore to a one-year deal. Uh, Etwan Moore, of course, a very familiar name for Magic fans. He played two seasons with the Magic in 2013 and 2014, uh, the very beginning of the Rob Hennigan rebuild, fitting that he is back for another run uh, at the back end of the re- at the at the start of a new rebuild for the Orlando Magic. And uh, you know, I, I think the idea with Etwan Moore. Uh, is to bring in another veteran to kind of fill in the back end of the bench. Um, take I, Honestly, I would say that he is essentially playing the Dwayne Bacon role from last year. And look, Dwayne Bacon had a really good season last year. Uh, he was a really solid player uh, for what the Magic signed him for. Uh, he was never meant to play as much as he played. Um, he was the only player that played all 72 games for the Magic last season. Um, the injuries just forced him into the lineup. And again, that's that's fine. That's that's I think you can live with that and live with the production he got. Uh, Etwan Moore has developed a really solid career. Um, he was drafted, or he started play, playing in the NBA back in the 2012 season. He has made it 10 seasons in the NBA, which you would not, I would not have believed would have happened, even though I really liked him in Orlando. Did not think he would last this long in the NBA. Uh, he has been proven for his versatility. Um, even though he is a bit undersized to play the three, he has been a great defensive, uh, a really a, a decent defensive three um, for the 2-3 spot, and certainly a guy that's that's you know, carved a role for himself, even though he's largely played at the end of benches or coming off the bench for much of his career. Last season, he did play with the Phoenix Suns. They did go to the Western Conference Finals, so the 31-year-old uh, does come, or went to the NBA Finals, the 31-year-old does come to the Magic with some Finals experience. Um, I don't think that's nothing, although certainly he wasn't a major player for that team. Appeared in 27 games, started one, 14.4 minutes per game, only 4.9 points per game, with a 50% effective field goal percentage, just, um, you know, he's been a, a pretty decently efficient shooter. He shot 31.4% from beyond the arc last year, obviously very limited minutes. Um, the lowest of his career, he has been a 38.8% three-point shooter for his entire career. So this guy actually has a bit of three-point shooting gravity um, and is a decent three-point shooter. I know it's a weird thing for the Orlando Magic to acquire a three-point shooter. Um you know, more when given the chance, can put the put, put the ball in the basket. He averaged twelve and a half points per game in a career high thirty one and a half minutes per game in eighty starts for the New Orleans Pelicans in twenty eighteen. Follow that up with eleven point nine points per game in twenty nineteen um, in twenty seven point six minutes per game, both with with effective field goal percentages greater than fifty five percent. So more can get the ball in the basket. Now again, should you be relying on him to be your starter? Probably not. Um, is he a guy that's likely to fit in better at the end of the bench and be a good uh, workhorse for your team? Yes, that is that is his role. So yes, the Magic added him. They now have a full roster with 15 players under contract. They only have a two-way contract spot left. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in a moment. Um, and more will just add a little bit more depth. Um, what I see with the Magic doing this and why the Magic did this, um, because you, I do think they wanted to keep that extra roster spot open, whether it was to convert a two-way guy into a full contract in January or later in the year, or whether it was to keep it open in case they needed to make a trade. 
I think they felt they needed a veteran guard, a kind of defensive-minded veteran guard uh, with Michael Carter-Williams out for training camp and at least the beginning of the season. Who knows how long Michael Carter-Williams is actually going to be out. Um, Etuan Moore provides that little bit of depth. Um, So again, do the Magic want Etuan Moore playing 20 minutes a game? Do they want him starting? Do they want him appearing every game? Very similar to Robin Lopez, although not probably in the same vein as Robin Lopez. He plays spot minutes, sure. You rely, you, you're happy to have him. You're happy to play him when you need to play him. Break break glass in case of emergency. Um, but this is a guy that's supposed to be at the end of the bench, push guys in practice, make sure guys are doing the right things. I mean, this is a guy that uh, you know was a late draft pick, was not a first-round draft pick, and has carved a 10-year career in the NBA. Like I said, his two years in Orlando were really good. His second season in, second season in the NBA was 2013 with Magic. Average 7.8 points per game. 45.2% effective field goal percentage. Was still figuring out how to shoot the NBA 3 at 34%. Followed that up with 6.3 points per game in 2014 with a 49% effective field goal percentage. Tipped, uh, brought that 3-point field goal percentage up to 35.4%. He has gotten better since then, obviously. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that this is, you know, it's good to have Etuan back. I've been an Etuan Moore fan since his days at Purdue. Uh, he was actually in the... I, I covered... Northwestern basketball when I was uh, in college. Etuan Moore was a freshman my sophomore year, so he's a, you know, a little bit younger than me. Um, so he was very much a presence in my basketball life for a very, very long time. I've been a fan of his. Um, really cool guy from I remember covering when I remember covering him back when he was with the, with the Magic. Um, and and I'm, I'm really happy to have him back, and I think that he will provide a good role for the Orlando Magic. Again, just don't want to rely on him too much. Don't want to see him take minutes from key players, you know, that's kind of the Willie Green situation where Willie Green was taking minutes from younger guys and Willie Green was clearly not better than them or give them a better chance to win. I think the Magic are pretty well stocked with veterans who will fit into the rotation. Yes, there's going to be some young players that may not play, but between Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and Robin Lopez, the Magic will have veterans on the floor to help these guys out. That's the last roster spot on the available for the team. We did have some official signings come down to help bolster the Lakeland Magic and maybe begin the auditions for that second two-way contract. We'll talk about some of those guys coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is the best. I've said it many times. I'm not only paid to say it, I actually believe it. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar I have ever had. Now, maybe I'm not an authority on that because I am not a meathead workout person. I hit the bike for 30 minutes, get a light sweat, just stay active. That's my goal. And what I really need after the after those workouts is maybe a little protein kick, just you know something to reinforce what I've done, uh, what what little I've done, um, or just give me a little bit of energy so I can finish my day after I get off the bike. I'm not looking for some of those big high protein protein bars that you find at the convenience store. I'm not. I don't like them. Uh, and besides that, they don't taste good. You know, when it says cookies and cream and you bite into it, you're like. Yeah, there's definitely vanilla in this, but I don't know if it's cookies and cream. That's 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 not what Built Bar is. Built Bar, when it says cookies and cream, it tastes like cookies and cream. When it says strawberry or raspberry, um, it tastes like raspberry. I'm not even a big raspberry fan, and I like the raspberry Built Bar. I might start eating raspberries because of Built Bar. I'm not kidding. When it says orange, yeah, it, it, it tastes like citrus orange. And, and, and trust me, I'm from Florida. I know what my oranges taste like. Built Bar is the best. I'll say it again. If you don't believe me, check, check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So that's amazing flavors, all tasty, all relatively healthy. A snack, not a fourth meal. You don't need a fourth meal. 
Just need a little snack, a little boost to get you through your day. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so all the gold medals won in Tokyo were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. It is the big day. The NFL season kicks off over at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Whether you're going to the game or just watching on TV, you want to get in on the action. And with college football and the NFL starting up now, you get all your action at Bet Online. It's your number one spot to play the game. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. 100%. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey. Lest you think the magic were done. Introducing Robin Lopez and the reported signing of Etoine Moore. The Magic actually did sign three players to their roster, their training camp roster, on Wednesday. Orlando added summer leaguers Jeff Downton, Hassani Gravett, and John Teske to their summer league roster. All three likely to play with Lakeland. All three seem to be on at least Exhibit 10 contracts. Uh, so they're getting their training camp run. Then they will be waived. They'll play for the Lakeland Magic, and that will be that for now. All three, all three between Downton, Gravett, and Teske played in Summer League. Teske was probably the most notable player. He started in four of the five games that he played at center, so he's a set, he was essentially the starting center for the team. Didn't have that impressive of a run, to be perfectly frank. Uh, he was solid for the Lakeland Magic last year, but not big numbers-wise. Um, I, I think I said this after Summer League ended. It feels like he's going to kind of top off as a Summer League player, but Teske did go through training camp with the Magic last year. He is at least familiar enough with the team and with the organization. And hey, you get a chance to play with the Lakeland Magic again. I think I think you definitely take it. The two more interesting names, though, are Jeff Doughton and Hassani Gravett. I want to start with Hassani Gravett, who I think does have a really good chance of grabbing the Magic's second two-way contract. This is a guy uh, who is a really good defender, a really pesky defender, and a capable three-point shooter. Gravett averaged eight points per game and shot a 58.3% effective field goal percentage in five summer league games. In the finale against the Detroit Pistons, uh, Gravett scored 19 points on 7-4-11 shooting. So certainly a very capable shooter and capable scorer. Again, you're not looking to depend on him a lot. We're talking about two-way guys. We're talking about end-of-the-bench guys. Uh, I, I don't see him necessarily getting further than that. Um, he was solid for the Lakeland Magic uh, two years ago. Uh, when he played for them, he played last year in Macedonia. Uh, so, Gravett is Gravett. I think is 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 the guy to watch among these three as a potential two way guy. He just I think he does a lot of the things the Magic want their team to be about. Um, he's a really hard worker. I mean, I I, I know some people who know him personally. Um, you know, he played for a pro am team here in Orlando. Very very well liked guy. 
Uh, I, I was not, I'm personally, I think I had him second or third on my two-way contract power rankings after Summer League. Not surprised he's getting this kind of an invite. Not surprised he's getting uh, this bit, this much of a look. I thought he was really impressive in Summer League, so I'm not super surprised by that. Uh, Downton also had a really solid run in Summer League as well. He averaged 7.2 points per game. Um, was solid for Lakeland last year, averaging 6.5 points per game. Shot 50% from deep, but less than one attempt per game, so don't get too excited. Downton, I thought, did a really good job. Hey, he took a lot of shots, but getting in the paint and getting uh, getting in position to score and in position to shoot. Does he do anything else? Uh, not particularly. Um, I think that he is also an Exhibit 10 guy. I, I think there's an outside chance that he gets a two-way, um, but I would put those chances at very, very, very low. So this is really the magic beginning to kind of um, round out their training camp roster. You're allowed to carry 20 players for training camp. You usually do see teams carry all 20. Sometimes you see them cut guys just before the end of training camp so they can sign other guys to Exhibit 10 contracts so they can get them both into camp but also on their G League team, on their on the Lakeland team, give them a little bit extra money. Um, so again, that is you know again part of what's going on here. The Magic roster currently stands at 19, uh, including the Etwan Moore signing. 15 players under contract. Ignas Brasdekis on a two-way contract. And now these three players, Asani Gravett, Jeff Downton, and John Teske on probably Exhibit 10 contracts, or at least on training camp invite invites. That's the big news of the day for the Orlando Magic, that they added these guys to the roster. Obviously, Etwan Moore and then Robin Lopez coming in as well. So busy, busy Wednesday uh, as we get closer to, the, uh, closer to the beginning of training camp here on September 28th uh, is when training camp will begin. So just again, three weeks away. It's hard to believe we're just three weeks away from the start of the NBA journey. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked on Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We did our Orlando Magic preview on that podcast today uh, on today's episode. Uh, Josh, I was on Josh Lloyd's show there, uh, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. So be sure to check that out if you play fantasy basketball. Locked on Fantasy Basketball is the best fantasy basketball podcast out there, just hands down. Daily fantasy basketball information, whether you're playing a full season or DFS, uh, daily fantasy sports, Locked on Fantasy Basketball is for you, so be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Foster. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.